0: This is the game day on Rocket Top podcast, episode one hundred fifty-one. I'm Joel Hollingsworth, and I'm with Brad Shepard tonight. Brad, you uh, you missed the milestone episode one hundred and fifty. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: I feel like I've probably been a part of about fifty of those, maybe seventy of those, and <laughs> a big and issue. since I've been blogging, we've been pretty bad so i would say probably 50 of those were sad podcasts so yes. i hope you guys were a little bit uplifting on your
0: 150th we we did our best we were talking about utep mostly so that helped uh that does we, help we did get into a little bit of uh, florida but yeah it was it's a big milestone we're trying to figure out you know what is the gift for 150 we all thought it was candy i thought it was a sack of potatoes do you have an opinion
1: Oh, sack of potatoes is is a great answer. Um, because I love duly sack of potatoes, as we all know.
0: Um, <laughs> Dude, oh, I was it, spreading that be, rumor all over Twitter. You know,
1: <laughs> because of um because of our head coach now, I would say that a scan of co- a, a scan a can of skull or a, can a can scan of, of coal. I don't know what a I don't know what a scan of coal is, but a can of skull is what I think the gift for hundred and fifty podcasts should be.
0: scan of coal, you know, I mean, that's, you know, you just put it on the copier, you press the button and you send it to your email, (laughs) you know,
1: scan at coals, maybe. I don't know. There
0: we go. All right. So anyway, we got, uh, we got several vols related things to get to, uh, tonight. Uh, so I want to get the uh, warm up question out of the way first. Um, Brad, what, what is the, uh, what's the best game that you've ever been to in person vols or not? Uh, do you, do you have one that comes immediately to to mind?
1: 1998 Tennessee Florida um and I mean you know I've been to a a lot of games a lot of good games but that game was it was the outcome that we all wanted it was just you know the the I mean history has 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 really made it kind of stand out but from an atmosphere standpoint and after game standpoint and it was just you know it was loud it was intense it was constant and then we were rewarded for it it was it was just great and as much as as much as the the arkansas game was awesome at the end that game was not fun at all throughout (laughs) the game right it was it was awful and 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 even though it you know it's it's a little bit lesser on the scale but you know tennessee cal 2006 was was a whole lot of fun because the stadium was raucous and ready and and tennessee really kind of poured it on and so there have been some some good games and i've been to a, to several of them but nothing really compares to to 98 tennessee florida for me
0: yeah i was at that uh, cal game too and was that the game where the guy from Cal was saying oh you know kneeling can't be nothing you know we have fans here too we, we even have car flags or something like that yes <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. so we yeah we ramped it up just a little bit just for him yeah And I actually, I I had a young child uh, in 98, uh, so I didn't see, I'm not sure I saw any games uh, live that year except, you know, on TV live. Um, So the one that I was at was, uh, was it 2016, John Jennings, uh, Florida. That was a good one. When we just finally started rolling against them, that that was awesome. Sure. So. Anyway, a bunch of stuff happened today. Um, uh, defensive lineman Kingston Harris has moved to offensive line. Quickly, uh, good, good move. Bad move. Just short answer.
1: No, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I liked Kingston Harris's potential at defensive line. I, I, I think this is something that you know Pruitt is is going to be known for throughout his time at Tennessee. I think that he's going to look, going to give it. Guys, extended looks at positions to see if they can help. And um, Harris definitely fits the bill from a size standpoint. And Tennessee needs some help on that offensive line. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to help this year, but you know, what if he goes over there and he's all of a sudden very good? Tennessee did that with um, Jay Sean Robertson and he mm, pretty much yeah. caught on immediately and became Tennessee's best offensive lineman for a while. So I got no problem trying it out, especially considering. Harris was not in the defensive line rotation as it was.
0: Yeah, it, it sort of uh, really shines a light on the loss of uh, Kennedy, too. Maybe it's just a numbers thing. You just needed another body over there. But, you know, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Um, also, uh, Hoops landed a uh, five-star point guard in Josiah James. I don't know anything about him yet, except he's a five-star point guard. And uh, if Rick Barnes can do what he's done with the guys that he's already had, uh, you start adding some blue-chip talent. Into that lineup and watch out. That's going to be awesome. Um, <clears throat> Corte Sapp uh, apparently will return to action this weekend. He's been uh, filling in, uh, I guess, mostly in backup duty. Is that right? Uh, but having him, uh,
1: he has been. He's had a bone bruise. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so uh, he'll he'll be there and ready to help. Um, but apart from the news, you know, the big thing is the Gators come to town this weekend. So it's it's a rivalry pretty game important. that is pretty important. It's right up there with, I don't know, class and, uh, you know, the things you're supposed (laughs) to say. (laughs) So anyway, the,
1: yeah, there's class. Yeah. Yeah, It's much, not quite as big as psych one Oh one, but
0: you know, it'll, it's pretty big. (laughs) Well, it's not like, you know, (laughs) if it was finals, maybe there'd be a different deal, but this, this seems like finals in the fourth week of the season. You know, that's kind of what Florida does to us. Right. So it's a rivalry game it's a night game the schools released this awesome hype video with admiral schofield narrating that is just spectacular have you seen that yet
1: it is it's great it's great
0: it is awesome and he yeah, did a I'm fantastic a big fan job of- he's like a little actor or something that dude well not little but you know.
1: i mean that guy he is he's impressive at whatever he does he's just a just a top-notch all-around kid an ambassador to the program he's i mean it's it's it's, it's very cool. Yeah, everybody needs to watch that.
0: Yeah, love that, dude. Everybody needs to watch that two or three times every day until Florida, uh, until the game. So God. on top of that, it's payback time, um, you know, times two or, I don't know, four. I've kind of lost count at this point, how, how many uh, revenge yeah. things we owe them. Uh, but basically it's times a big game. Times 12 out of
1: 13.
0: Times 12 out of 13, that'll do it. It's a big game. Yeah. So uh, my, my Statsy preview machine, I ran it tonight. Uh, it's weighed in. It's calling for a close one. It says, uh, Tennessee 23, Florida 22 win for the good guys. So that's, that's, uh, that's going to be my prediction. It goes live in the morning. Uh, so Brad, what are you expecting? Are you expecting a close one? Not a close one. Uh, yet another new and thrilling way to develop nausea. What do you think?
1: <laughs> it's that's it's really unbelievable that that's what the machine spit out that that's what you're predicting because i literally just got, got finished writing my locks and keys column because i'm out of out of pocket tomorrow night and on friday night so i went ahead and got that in the hopper and of course as the long time readers know i put a prediction in there and i predicted it tennessee 24 florida 23 so
0: <laughs> all right um
1: <laughs> well, there that's we go. pretty crazy that it's that close i mean so I'm feeling a one point close victory like that, um, and you know it's I mean it's it really could go either way, and and that's that's what that's what's great about the game this year. And you know everybody wants to talk about well this is this could be the could be the battle for last in the East, and we talked about that last week, and, yeah. or a couple of days ago actually it feels like last week. But but you know I mean move beyond that. It's still Tennessee, Florida. It's still very important to us. It's very important to them. It's actually, in my opinion, um, and I called this out too. I think it's probably the most important Tennessee Florida game in in several years, and it's it's not because it's for the East, but it's really because we we know. I mean that that Tennessee and Florida are the two programs in the East that have the resources, that have the the pedigree, that have the history, that have you know the recruiting ability to step up and, and play with Georgia and and they're not going to this year but this is step one toward reclaiming that status and whether it be Florida wins and they use that as a catapult and and you know start recruiting better and you know it looked good for Mullins uh, you know kind of a notch in his belt for his first season or whether Pruitt can kind of get a an early signature win I call it what you will this may not be a really good Florida team but It's still Florida, so an early signature win, and Tennessee can use that on the recruiting trail. But you know, the bottom line is, is that both of these teams need it for bowl eligibility more than anything. Especially after Tennessee loses to West Virginia and Florida loses to Kentucky. When you look at those upcoming schedules, you know Florida's got LSU every year, like we've got Alabama every year, and those look like definite losses this year for both teams. And so when – and Tennessee obviously has to play Auburn and, and Georgia. And, you know, it, it, it's just – it looks like – and with, with Kentucky and Florida – or Kentucky and Vanderbilt and Missouri and South Carolina being better than what they've been in recent years, if Tennessee loses this game, you're looking at having to win three out of those four. And that's, that's tough. I mean, that's yeah. – I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's improbable at this point. So the winner of this game, both of these teams need a win – not only to get the program started, not only to look good in recruiting, not only to make your fans feel better about the hire you made, but to make it to the postseason this year. I mean, I think it's a vital game for both programs.
0: So what does the list of priorities look like for the Vols this weekend? Maybe top three. What's at the top of the list?
1: The top of the list is protecting Garantano um, because, you know, that's that, – Jarrett's proven that he can throw the that he can throw the ball. He's actually looked good against pressure this year at times, but we all saw what this offense could be like in the first few snaps of that West Virginia game if they don't get, you know, good proper protection. And I feel like this Florida pass rush is much better than West Virginia's pass rush. Um so, you know, it's a Florida gets C.C. Jefferson back. I mean, he was back last week, but he comes back in full strength this week. They've already got um um Jabari's Zanaga over on the other edge, so they've got two legit pass rushers, not elite pass rushers, but legit pass rushers that can get pressure on Tennessee. And quite frankly, as I talk about in the Locks and Keys column tomorrow, I mean, Drew Drew Richmond and trey Smith have not, neither been very good this year, and that's something that Tennessee has really desperately got to improve on the edges in this game to protect Garantano. And if they do. I feel like that Garantano has enough weapons and has proven he can make all the throws that Tennessee can really get some things in the passing game because Florida's secondary is not what we're used to Florida's secondary being. So if, if he just has time to throw the football, Tennessee is going to be able to, to make some plays downfield, and that's going to be vitally important to not only maintaining these drives but also some of those flash plays that Tennessee's not had um, against Florida Um, they did a couple years ago but that they've not consistently had in the in this long period of you know being worse than the gators so i think that that's important the offensive line number one number two let let me stop you right there just for a second
0: Uh, sure you mentioned that uh, florida's secondary is not what we're used to why is that because a lot of us are just focused on tennessee can you elaborate on florida's secondary
1: well, they're just younger. I mean, they're they're not a there's not a lot of proven players out there, and they've, you know, they've got they've got some guys back there, but you know they don't have the, they they don't have the the really elite players back there that they've had in the recent past, and it's and it's and quite frankly, Michael Wayne, you know, even struggled to recruit those guys in the last couple of years. So some of the guys that they've got back there that are young and talented. Are not quite as talented as we've seen in the past, so you know th- they're they're kind of scrambling around back there too. Now they've got some players. I'm not I'm not. I mean, Florida's always going to have players. Florida's always going to have athletes, but you know that they've got some guys. That I mean, Kentucky has a a JUCO quarterback, um, Terry Wilson, who's a sophomore who has really been one of the bright spots in the SEC that, so far this year. So I'm not taking anything away from him, but his knock coming in to UK was was accuracy and that kid shredded Florida I mean he had time to throw the football of course he he's a mobile quarterback so he moved the pocket around and was able to kind of create some space for himself and really just dissected that defense and that secondary so you know Garantano can move his feet around a little bit we saw a little bit of that that in the UTEP game if he can kind of get in some passing lanes and and see some some receivers clearly I mean I think Tennessee's going to be able to move the football through the air against Florida
0: all right, thanks for that. Uh, second priority sure. then.
1: Second priority, I know that there, we talked the other night about about um, Felipe Franks and how he's actually been better against the Blitz, but I'm never going to go into a game saying Tennessee doesn't need to pressure the quarterback. They've got to get more pressure on Franks than what they've done and, with the other quarterbacks and, and make him make quick decisions because I just don't think that he's consistently going to be good at that, and Tennessee – um, Florida Florida doesn't have a lot of the game-breaking receivers. They don't have the Antonio Callaway on their team. They don't have the Percy Harvin that from the past. They've got good possession guys. Um, Freddie Swain, who Tennessee really led for for a long time um, in the recruiting process, is probably Florida's best receiver. And he's kind of a – I don't want to say he's a possession guy because he also returned a punt last week for a touchdown. But he's not your game-breaker player that you're used to Florida having so you know I think that the, if Tennessee can get to Franks he's going to go to his safety valve a lot more and you know Tennessee could make some plays in the on the back end if they're if if they're fortunate and they they do you know they kind of the opportunistic team they were against ETSU Florida is by no means ETSU but you do want to try to get um, Franks in a, in a situation where he feels like he's got to get rid of the ball quickly and when that happens. I, I don't see him consistently being a good quarterback.
0: And then, I uh, you know, I, to me, I feel, sorry, go ahead, yeah. I, I feel compelled to point out that uh, Tyree Cleveland looks like maybe he can get behind a defense. I'm, I'm yes, he just... does. He does.
1: <laughs> I, I but but he's but he's inconsistent. He does, and and you're right. I, he's the guy I that did it last year, Cleveland. right? On the last play. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. but but he's but he's so yeah. I just kind of blocked that from my mind
0: good for but you that's he got that's, behind
1: he got behind the butch jones defense so i mean i'm not you know whatever but <laughs>
0: okay
1: but you know he, he's he, he's so inconsistent and i mean he's he's the kind of player that can beat you sure i mean he can but he's not he's not the blazer that's going to go down there and be open five or six times downfield he's just not that guy and so you know i mean i feel i think tennessee matches up fairly well with florida's receivers really especially when they've got their more athletic group out there i mean i I'm not on the Bale and Buchanan train by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, I wonder if Tennessee is, so they've had two really good Bryce Thompson games in a row. Um, Elante Taylor, even though he's let receivers get behind him a couple of times, he's shown some flashes. I'm not sure that this is not the game where they just put those kids out there because they're the better athletes. I mean, so we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying Buchanan's not going to have a role in this game. He absolutely will, but you know, Tennessee is going. I, I'm not sure that Tennessee is going to blitz a ton, and so they're going to try to get pressure with four or five, and then you know, kind of, kind of lay back because I'm not sure that they feel like Florida can beat them passing the football. And if Florida can, more power to them. But I'm not sure Florida can either. So um, that's that's going to be a, an encouraging or encouraging. That's going to be an interesting chess match to watch there. Um, and then the, the third the third thing is I, I really. And this is the most important thing, and we're talking about my keys, but you guys still need to read the column tomorrow. But, um, but my the most important thing is Tennessee absolutely has to get out to a quick start because if you get out to a quick start, you score a touchdown early. That crowd at night game at Neyland Stadium, that that twelfth man kind of thing, that vibe. I mean, everybody's going to be lathered up and excited, and it's going to be, you know, kind of hot. And I mean, it's just going to be. It's all this just. All of that kind of momentum, I mean, that place can get electrifying quickly, especially in a game like that. So, I mean, if Tennessee gets – you know, the crowd is going to be into it early. And if they keep the crowd into it, you know, Florida's Florida's offense is bad. And that offense already being bad is going to struggle to get any kind of rhythm going if they can't hear themselves think. And as we all know, Nealon has that ability – To get that loud and to stay that loud, especially for a game that's this important, so I think it's it's very important for the fans to get there, be in full voice, and be ready. And I think they will be because I think everybody realizes that this this year is not going to be quote unquote special, but this is a very important game for to maximize the potential of this season. And I think that you're going to hear that tomorrow night, or I'm sorry, Saturday night, in Neyland Stadium.
0: All right, so we, we do this uh, guessing game on the, on the website for the community um, on Fridays. So I got the questions here, and uh, I know you're going you're gonna to feel these cold. So we won't hold you oh, to it, you. but uh, just wanted your sort of off-the-cuff uh, responses to these. So the first question is, which is greater, Tennessee's rushing yards or Florida's passing yards?
1: Oh, well, I would say Florida's passing yards. Um, yeah, I th- Tennessee's – I think Tennessee established a run against UTEP. They established that they want to run the football and that they expect to run the football, that they know they're going to have to run the football to beat to, – to win these important games. I think Tennessee will do an okay job running the ball. But, you know, what's an okay job against Florida? I mean, I you know, I see Tennessee – maybe rushing for, you know, 140 yards, maybe. I mean, if, they, if that's, that's if they have a good – I think if Tennessee rushes for 140 yards, 140 to 150 yards, they win the football game. And, you know, Florida – even though Florida's not going to blow Tennessee out of the water passing the football, you've got to think against that young secondary. They're going to go for more than that. So I say Florida passing yards.
0: All right. Um, you know, I think as, as I was researching this, I'm pretty sure that I came across the fact that Charleston Southern ran for 222 yards on them. and Oh, my god. I know. I looked at that, and I, I fact-checked it three times, and I still think it's wrong. I still think that I must have read it wrong because that sounds really high. So, before it actually goes <laughs> live tomorrow, I'm going to check it again. But if that's right, then, you know, there's some promise there. So anyway sure absolutely it's it's probably wrong because you know it's late it's late on wednesday night as we're recording so you know uh and i'm old. we're gonna go with it being right there you go all right uh next question who scores the first touchdown for the vols ty chandler another running back a wide receiver or somebody else
1: oh man who scores the first touchdown for the vols oh that's a great question um so many options. Um. I I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee is going to hit a pretty big play early. I'm going to go with Marquez Callaway.
0: All right, a wide receiver. I didn't even make you choose a guy. Just anybody in the receiving core. Yeah,
1: we're going to go with a receiver, but right. I'm going I'm going to be specific. I'm going to say okay. Callaway on a deep ball from Garantano.
0: All right, you know Palmer's maybe not a been, deep deep ball, but yeah, you know
1: more than fifteen yards.
0: Because Palmer's been getting the deep balls, right? But, yeah,
1: well, both you know. those guys. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's 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 encouraging. Tennessee's got a couple of deep threats, I yeah. think.
0: I think when I really this... like
1: Palmer's progression. What's that? And they, I said I really like Palmer's progression. David yeah. Johnson is the truth at wide receivers. Coach, man, that yeah. guy—he's already getting getting more out of those guys than we've seen out of re, the receiving core since the Dooley days.
0: Yep, yep, he's good. <coughs> Excuse me, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, another running back um Ooh, okay. just because um it's the field against ty chandler i guess uh you so, know I,
1: w- I wanted to say banks but i'm not you know i'm not sure banks is going to get the ball after that fumble i mean in this kind of game he yeah. will some i think he's going to have a role but yeah. I, I i like that pick i think that tennessee could give it to madre down there at the goal line
0: yeah or you know jordan too um yep jordan too all right
1: he tap dance is a little too much for me around there but whatever
0: he does. He, yeah. They got after him for bouncing it outside too much too, right? And that's
1: you know, yeah, man. This is gonna be. This is gonna sound terrible, but from an, I'm an offensive lineman. I mean, dude, run straight up my tail. That is what you need to do as a running back. Push <laughs> me into the end zone, like I'm blocking for you.
0: That's run why over I, me. That's why I think that uh, Banks started getting so many carries is because Jordan was down there against, uh, I think it was ETSU, or yep. Yeah, and, and so uh, he bounced something outside at the goal line. He got yanked immediately, yelled at, and Banks went in there and ran it straight up the middle and got a touchdown. And then he did Absolutely. it again on the next one. So yeah, uh, but that's that's a that's the great thing about competition is is it provides uh, coaching and learning opportunities to your guys because I bet Jordan's gonna learn that. So sure. All right, uh, third question: Who leads at halftime? The Vols, the Gators, or nobody?
1: I think Tennessee's got to score early and keep that momentum to win the game. And since I picked them to win the game, I'm going to say Tennessee leads at halftime. I think they're going to lead, you know, I think it's going to be a a, a good little lead at halftime. And, you know, Florida's going to score early in the second half and kind of make it a football game. But um, if I'm going to stick with my Tennessee prediction, I say the Vols lead at the break.
0: All right, well, we're out of time. That's uh, Brad Shepard, and that's going to do it for the Game Day at Rocky Top podcast. As always, uh, please subscribe. I said please. Uh, Please rate. Please review. Uh, Those things are are all nice for us, and we like them very much. And you also get bonus points if you use the phrase, um, does a duck pull a truck? Let's use that one tonight. Uh, that worked. What was that? That was two years ago, right? So it
1: was two years ago. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay. Good. So uh, uh, for Brad Shepard, I'm Joel Hollingsworth, and this has been the Game Day on uh, Rocky Top podcast.
1: I'm gonna be fishing on Friday and at a concert that night. And so I'm gonna be. Are you going kind of to see Taylor Swift again? I am not. I am going to see Jason Isbell in Asheville. And John Moreland, too. He's, he's, He's awesome. Asheville, North
0: Carolina.
1: It's five hours.